Welcome all to Let's Get It, where we attack today's local or national hottest sports topics. I'm your host, Randy Dutkin, and let's get after it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Let's Get It. I'm your host, Randy Dutkin, and again with my producer, Jason Bright. We're coming to you tonight again with a very serious situation as this coronavirus has taken over completely and extended itself more than I think we ever saw possible. It's impacting not just sports, but it's completely changing life as we know it. And we'll get into that, the impact it has had on the sports world, and we're going to cover some other topics tonight. Get more into some NFL free agency, maybe wrap up our show a little bit later on with a little bit of Sixers. Jay, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, man, I'm just surviving, bro. You know, you know how it is out here right now. You know what I mean? It's like Corona. Everything is Corona, Corona, Corona. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm surviving, brother. How about yourself? You know, man, I'm, I'm doing well. I know that, you know, last episode I said that, uh, you know, I had downplayed the impact that coronavirus was going to have, and I wasn't that fearful of it. Uh, now, you know, two weeks later on, you know, we're talking about the, pretty much the entire, you know, United States being shut down. Right. Uh, schools, educational systems, everything being everything. shut down. And, you know, very scary times. And like we always talked about before we mentioned during other shows, you know, one of our outlets, which has always been sports, has been taken away from us. Right. And, you know, that is something for a lot of people. I think it's a good thing in some ways. You know, it's helped people get reconnected with the family. It's helped people, you know, do some other things and get involved with, you know, some other activities and hobbies in which they were kind of putting the putting to the side um you know but overall you know the world that we know without sports it, it just doesn't feel right doesn't feel right Some, it's, it's like something's missing like you know i don't even i mean i don't even, like i said i don't I, I i never really watched tv like that unless it was sports so you know i'm watching the news but you know you, you, you can get fatigued from the news like it's just too sometimes it's just too much corona you you know you start it, thinking you sneeze one time is. you start thinking you got the corona you know what i'm saying so <laughs> you can't even really like listen to the news like that too crazy and heavy like that so like it's no sports right so you know i mean i, mean, I guess the, the the draw i mean the, the, the i guess the, the positive thing is that you know what listen i'm watching all these different little um, shows with my daughters and, you know what I'm saying? So that's a good thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it absolutely is. Like I said, it, it has completely um, helped in some ways. It's brought people, people closer together. It's got more people outside, you know. Uh, again, but like you said, you can't get yourself all caught up in the news and because one little sneeze or something like that, like you said, you start worrying about yourself. It's a high level of anxiety right now for this time and for, our, time. for our country. You know, but one of the things I, I know that, and I know we're going to get past it, and that, you know, it's just when is the question. Right. You know, and, um, you know, with the coronavirus, and, and the, the scary thing I think about it, too, is that we see everybody is susceptible. Um, we saw now that, you know, up to 14 NBA players have now tested positive for coronavirus, including a mm. uh, big name of Kevin Durant. Right, that's that's amazing right there. Like, I, that was shocking news right there. Like, wow, Kev, Kevin Durant? Got, and I don't even like Kevin Durant, you know what I'm saying? For real, for real. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought no, he was... not I thought, many people do like nah, that. No, I thought, I you know, come on. I, I thought you, you know, he was a sucker going for to, to the Warriors, but he came to the Nets, he came to Brooklyn. I'm from New York, so it's all good. But at the same time, like, yo, even if I don't like him, I don't want him having this, though. Like, I, my, my heart goes out to him and his family and whoever's, you know, by his side that's dealing with this situation, you know what I mean? 
Absolutely. And, you know, my, my, you know, my feeling on Kevin Durant is very similar, too, is that when he, you know, booked and went to the Warriors, you know, and to win his championship, he really lost a lot of respect from my eyes. Um, one of the things, though, about what the NBA and people are talking about, and I think that, you know, a little bit is true, is that the access the NBA players are having to testing, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we always say in this world, you know, money gets you things. Right. Um, but, you know, it's amazing how this testing was so readily available to the NBA players before it was, you know, accessible to the regular public on much more of a consistent basis. And right. that's very concerning to me. Right, no, no, true indeed. I mean, true indeed. I mean, but you, you've always heard that anyway. Like you know, what I'm saying, you know, the more you know, you know, the people that have more money, they they have more access to things or whatever. That's why we all strive to make more money, you know. But that doesn't seem necessarily fair, though. And I think somebody brought it up too. I think somebody a, a high, um, I think Mayor De Blasio or something like that. Yeah, and I know we we all know that we all know that we strive to make more of it. It makes our lives better. We accept you know, make more accessible to different things. Um, you know, but it is scary. You know, it's, it's the NBA, and obviously, you know, we know more other famous people have gotten it with Tom Hanks and then, you know, right. his wife. But going back to the NBA real quick for a minute, you know, um, Adam Silver, who I think is a phenomenal commissioner. Oh, he's NBA, a great leader. Great leader. Great leader. Absolutely. You know, I think that he has done so much for the NBA. He has connected with the players. He's, you know, brought so many different things to the league. Uh, has really never done anything wrong. And I do want to, you know, preface what I'm about to say with that. Mm. He has an idea out now that he wants to do a charity-type game for the public because he says the people need a diversion, the people need a distraction. And I think the idea of creating a game is completely irresponsible and completely going against the idea of social distancing, which so many athletes and people are trying to, uh, you know, really put out there now and I think that if he were to go ahead and do a charity game that's completely irresponsible I don't like the idea at all I mean I I, I, I don't see them having no spectators in the stands so I, it's my first time you know hearing about that thank you for that but um, you know I mean the people do need a diversion um, I mean we had some type of sports I think that that you know because that's what sports is is a distraction but it's also like a learning tool as well for life. Um, but I I don't know about, you know, the charity thing. See, he would have to be 100% certain that the people that are playing don't have it and they haven't been mixing with other people that might have had it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it might be too much too much to try to police to see, hey, listen, I this one is... Because if you're, if you're clean... And I mean, you know, and I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Like, yo, if you have, you know, you haven't been exposed, you haven't no symptoms, you have no symptoms, then for the most part, you're 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 good money. You know what I'm saying? But now you still can't be around other environments where that virus is lingering, and that's the I think that's the concern. So yeah, I have to agree. It may not be the best of ideas. I applaud him for his effort, though. Because we do need it. I mean, I mean, when you, I mean, from sun up to sun down, all you hear is Corona, Corona, that's it. That's Corona. All you hear. You know what I'm I saying? Have, listen, I haven't even turned my television on today because I don't want to hear about it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and you're not, you know, you're not, you're not running to watch no, no movies on Netflix. I mean, please and and listen, let's 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 challenge Netflix to update some more movies or something, man. My, you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, man. No, I hear, I hear you, man. I mean, it's, uh, 
you know, it, again, it's a tough time. I just, you know, I hope that he doesn't follow through with that because I just think it, it's putting out a very bad light for the NBA, too. And I understand, like we were saying, that he wants to do something for the community. He wants to do something, sure. you know, to give back to fans. But I just don't think it's the right time. I think the best way to really combat this is really to allow it to take its course, trying to minimize the attention and the uh, focus and involvement we have with other people, you know, right. and, and really do... You know, I didn't buy into the social distancing at first, but I definitely do now. Mm. You're a, so in other words, you're a believer. I, I am a believer. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, are we, you we, a believer? I am a believer, too. I mean, you know, I, I know, you know, we t and we've talked about this, you know, on camera, off camera, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, you know, but I think over time, like what my worst fear, I feel like it's, it's come true. You know what I'm saying? Where I felt like everybody was going to be quarantined. I felt like that. You know what I'm saying? I felt like it was going to be everybody going to be quarantined. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, like I said, we're living through history right now. It's history. You know what I mean? Like, so our, our kids and, and their kids are going to, you know, hear about this time. And, and, and what a great thing that, you know, let's get it is going to be involved in that time, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny, though, because even though we have this quarantine and, um, you know, we'll touch on this and then move, move a little bit into our next topic, talk a little bit about the NFL free agency and some big moves that happened, sure. um, including Thomas Brady moving mm, team, right? Um, which is which is a big part I want to get into. Right. Um, we, you know, this, this quarantine thing, there is, you know, to me, it's only an extent because there's a lot of places that are still open and there's a lot of people that are still out and about and interacting. So, you know, you know it, I know people are making efforts, but I want to see more people make that effort and, and do your part. You know, people want to say hashtag social distancing. I'm going to say hashtag do your part. Do your part. I like that, too. Actually, I like that a lot, though. Hashtag do your part. You know, it's funny because we do have, um, you know, you know, and we're kind of going off the cuff just because of you know, the situation, but we wanted to make sure that we bring this to you. Um, you know, I'm thinking that maybe, you know, like you touched on that, that Kevin Durant and and it, was it how many how many Brooklyn Nets were there? There was four Brooklyn Nets players. Four Brooklyn five. Nets. Wow, wow. New York is on fire for this Corona. You know what I'm saying? It'd be interesting to get. I actually have a caller lined up um, that we could call um, just to kind of get the touch and the and the pulse and that's from the New York area. Um, you know, and just see how because they they've they've they might be the they have the highest numbers other than. People abroad, is that correct? Right. You know, you have you have Italy, which has the huge numbers. Obviously, China and, and California has very huge numbers, especially the area of San Francisco. Um, but New York is a hotbed for it. Uh, you know, that's a huge hotbed for it, and along with Florida. Right. Oh, Florida's so, big too. No, yeah, Florida's a huge hotbed for it. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, wow. So I mean, yeah, Absolutely. so. Do you want to go to this call here, or absolutely? Let's go to this call. Get a little bit of insight on, you know, the feeling of a New Yorker and what he thinks about this current situation. All right, all right. Let me get Brown on the phone here. Um, so just bear bear with us. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, but it's it's, it's a time, like I said too. You know that you know you kind of take some time to reflect. A little bit um, in regards to, you know, the, kind of what the important parts of life are and things like that. And, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, I, I think you've taken a much more appreciation day to day now for, you know, what you didn't appreciate before. Right, absolutely. All right, let me let me get them on the call. Here we go. Hold on, let me call. reached the voicemail box of three four all right well brown i don't know he said he was available brown's not available so we'll move into another topic hey no problem at all hey. no problem at all you know actually think what we, we are oh. going to do is we're going to get there's, there's brown right there wait a minute let me try to see if we can get brown in hold on all a right. second Sounds hold on good. Brown. Hey, Brown is in the building. That's Brown with the E at the end. B R O W N E. What's going down? What's going down? Brown, how are you, man? How's you on? Uh, let's get it. And I'm your host, Randy Dutchin, along with producer Jason Bryce. How we doing tonight, man? Hey, I'm okay, man. Hanging in there, man. A lot of things going on out here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, obviously, you know, uh, you're a man. You're a New York man, from what I understand. Correct. I am a native New Yorker. Yes, I'm in. I'm, oh, I'm in the belly. Okay, so you you right in the thick of things. Right here in the thick of things. What's what's the latest in the grid? Let me turn that down for you guys. Go ahead. No worries. What part of New York are you, are you in? I'm in um I'm in the woods, the five one six six three one area code, Long Island. Okay, all right, Long Island guy. So you know we were I'm a Brooklyn about- guy, but yeah, I'm about, yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm in Long Island now. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay. I got you. So obviously, you know what we're we're talking uh, about the NBA and about uh, you know obviously with Corona and the impact that it's had locally. You know, as there's been so many uh, cases in New York, especially with the Brooklyn Nets just having the four players test positive for coronavirus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a... yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and one of the one of the biggest things too is you know obviously and you know with close to home to you and you know one of the big names was Kevin Durant you know probably the biggest name you know in Brooklyn um, you know him being tested positive for it you know and how, being so close to home for you how do you feel about it? Uh, well you know what uh, interesting enough um, I was looking at the news so you know I mean hey listen I hope that anyone that has uh, you know has contracted this virus that you know they're on their way to a speedy recovery um, it's definitely not a game. Uh, I've heard um, a few people through, um, you know, s- you know, small degrees of separation, you know, have passed away. Oh, so, wow. um, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's not, it's not, ho- it's not a hoax. It's a, it's a serious situation. Um, but you know, um, and another thing I wanted to add was that, um, you know, I was listening to the governor's uh, press conference this morning, and pretty much he said that sixty to eighty percent of the state. Is going to contract this. Is going to have the virus. So let me repeat that again. He says sixty to eighty percent of the state. So not even just talking New York City and Long Island. He says sixty to eighty percent of the state. So with that said, you know, I guess with it being so concentrated in 
you know, here and also in California, they're trying to stop the spread of it actually, you know, just going, you know, everywhere. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it could be there. It could already be everywhere. Absolutely. I mean, obviously here in Jersey, you know, we have had uh, kind of some of the same similar shutdowns and quarantines that you did up in New York there. And, you know, every day our numbers are rising. So it would not surprise me if, you know, we start to come close to those numbers too, of 60% to 80% of Jersey, you know, getting it. Uh, so right. that is scary. Um, you know, but, you know, for yourself too, you know, and I obviously want to get your, your thoughts. How individually, um, you know, with the Brooklyn Nets doing it and getting it and then yourself, um, how does it personally impact you? How does it personally impact you? Right. So, um, you know, and after hearing, I guess the first person we heard that had it was uh, Gobert from the Jazz. Um, yeah. I guess that was the that was the beginning of the NBA saying, okay, we're, we're shutting everything down. Um, you know, hey, listen, this is you know, like I said, you know, a little early. This this is something serious. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about sports, but truly, um, you know, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm, I'm really thinking about you know the, you know this health risk, and I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of nutrition. Uh, natural nutrition to kind of help combat this. That's, that's yeah, truly what my mind is on. I, I, I am a sports guy. You know, I, I followed the, the Brooklyn Nets when they were in New Jersey. And, um, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't watching the Nets when they were actually in Long Island because they used to be the New York Nets. But um, I'm, I'm, I definitely know their history. One of my favorite franchises aside from the Knicks. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think that's the way that we all are kind of taking it now. Um, you know, I think that we're all acclimating to life without sports, but I think now sports is, has really gone on a, a significant back burner um, for yeah. all of us. You know, no, we know we want life to get back to, back to normal. And like I said earlier in the show, um, you know, everyone's saying doing the social distancing and the hashtag social distance. I say we need to do hashtag do your part and start mm-hmm. taking everybody taking this serious because there's still a lot of people that are not taking this serious. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's some of the young people, from what I understand. So, some of the the profile that's been delivered on uh, in the media regarding this virus, even though many doctors and scientists will, you know, uh, boldly say that they do not know a lot about this virus, they're still learning each and every day. But the data is showing that okay, it's those that are older or with underlying, you know, health issues, they have, uh, you know, this they want to avoid this. And, um, you know, truth be told, I mean, again, I don't know. All of us really don't know we have an underlying health issue, you know, because it, it, that's why it's called underlying, you know. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> mm, right, right. So, you know, not to, not to laugh, but you know what I mean? We, we don't know. So, again, you know, not, not to be paranoid, not to be worried, because, again, you know, we're we safe. You know, hey, listen, when it's your, when it's your time, it's going to be your time. But, you know, we're going to try to, you know, uh, do what we can. You know, just to uh, try to stay healthy while this uh, virus is in attack mode. Absolutely, man. I got one last question for you before, you know, uh, I let you go. And again, thank you for joining us tonight on Let's Get It. Uh, My last Mm -hmm. question to you, and it is related to it. When do you see life getting back to what we used to know it as? Oh, that's, you know, that's that's a great question. Um, That's a great question. So... There's so much, there's so much um, still, I guess, being discovered about this virus. So they just passed, was it yesterday or today? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. They just, 
they just um, passed some type of legislation that they, they, they have this test now where they can detect if a person has the coronavirus within 45 minutes. So that's a mm. big um, that's a big jump in testing. So now that that, is, right, now that that is passed, um, you know, I guess they'll get the stuff rolling and, you know, things of that nature. So it really just depends on the spread and how, you know, how bad it is. I mean, you know, you can't, Sports, I, I don't know, you know, when that's going to come back. I mean, they could, you know, so now it's a premium. So is, is it the fight for who gets who gets the um, the treatment first? Because they may say, okay, you know what, let's get them back in line. Let's get them back online so that we can at least entertain them and, um, you know, kind of, you know, get people through it or pacify whatever word or adjective you want to use. Because, um, you know, it's really interesting that the essential services, they also have the liquor stores open. You know, I, I know and I made that exact point today, you know, and it's interesting. Um, and again, I really appreciate you joining us tonight on Let's Get It. And you can bring up that point about the liquor stores. And, all, you know, I saw where one of my friend's doctor's offices is not open, but the liquor store is. So, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to question yeah. what is essential. Um, but Brown, thank you again, man, for joining me tonight on Let's Get It. And I would love to be able to reach out again to join us later on oh, in the show. Hey, listen, anytime. Can I, can I just give a few shout outs? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead, man. Hey, listen, I just want to shout out you two guys. Keep doing your thing. I tune in all the time. I appreciate it. Um, ladies and gentlemen out there, you know, new listeners, again, continue to listen to the, the best sports show um, in the universe. Also, if you want to hear me, uh, just check me out on Instagram at Average Flow. That's A-V-G-F-L-O-W on all platforms. Check me on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, guys, thanks a lot, man. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Appreciate that, man. Thank you very much for those kind words. All right, now. Take care, guys. All right, bro. All right. All right. Well, you know, Jay, we got some more, uh, you know, insights from somebody who's right in the, the heart of it there in New York. Absolutely. And I think, again, he, uh, you know, he, he really has some the sentiments that, you know, a lot of us are feeling at this point. Right. Well, listen, we're going to look to take a little bit of a commercial break, and we're going to come on back, and we are going to hit you with some NFL free agency talk. We're going to have another caller. And we're going to get into some more of this show. Again, you're watching, you're listening to Let's Get It. I'm your host, Randy Dutkin, along with my producer, Jason Bryce. We'll be back after these commercial breaks. Lady T's Elegant Creations, where everything is handcrafted with love. We specialize in personal and custom-made baskets, bracelets, candles, and more. So when you're looking for that perfect gift or just need a custom arrangement, don't hesitate to contact Lady T's Elegant Creations, where everything is handcrafted with love. For more information, please call 609-531-1756. All right, welcome back to Let's Get It. I'm your host, Randy Duck, and along with my producer, Jason Bright. First part of the show, Jay, we covered, again, you know, coronavirus and the impact that it's had on sports. Um, you know, the, the thoughts and feelings of, of, you know, our caller Brown, um, who we reached out to today. And, yeah, great you know, call just kind of. Great caller. He, he was. Call. Phenomenal yeah. caller. Again, we appreciate Brown very much being able to be available for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jay, one thing I want to, you know, transition into now is there's been. You know, trying to get back to some normalcy. There's been a flurry of moves in the NFL. Oh uh, man, from fl- I mean, a fl- level. Yeah, I mean, a flurry is is I mean, like a like a snowstorm, right? 
<laughs> I mean, absolutely, right. absolutely. We got a snowstorm of big moves nationally. Right. We got locally, we got the Eagles making a bunch of moves. Oh, um, I feel the national level. The first one I want to talk about is. Mr. Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots. Wow, and Tom, terrific. But you know what? I mean, you know, you as a Seagull fan and me as a Big Blue fan, I'll be honest with you. Tom, terrific, leaving New England? I believe that deserves a round of applause. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? So you you, you would com- commend him for doing that? I don't like nothing New England. Nothing. So it's not even like 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 with Brady going somewhere means that New England is going to not be the same, right? See, that's where that's where I I'm very interested to see because you know I I don't know how I feel about the Brady move. Um, personally, I think that Brady should have hung it up uh, and not gone to a new team. But I mm. understand that you know that man has a drive and a determination like you've seen with few athletes. Absolutely. And, you know, he you know in his mind he knows that right now he you know ended on a sour note. He is such a competitor that he wants to go back out, show he can go somewhere out, somewhere else and win. Sure. And I think that's his his motivation. Um, personally, as you were saying uh, about you know the New England Patriots now being you know a a very I guess not nearly the same competitiveness as they were before. I don't know if that's necessarily true because I'm very interested to see who they bring in at quarterback. I think that one name that I like to go see go there is Cam Newton. Um, mm, I think that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, I think that you know I think Cam Newton would be a great fit there in New England. Um, I think Belichick would be able to kind of you know rearrange his uh, his talent and be able to get the most production out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, right now the the quarterback situation in New England is just kind of, you know, makeshift to say least at this point. And I think you bring in Cam Newton, people forget how successful he's been in this league. Sure. And I think that he actually keeps the Patriots at a very competitive level. I mean, sure. I mean, I, again, like I said, I mean, I still, again, I mean, I, I'm not coming off my point. I still want to give a round of applause for Tom Brady leaving New England. I'm sorry. Can can we give like a round of applause? We can. We can. We can. Bring it in. Bring it in. Give a round of applause. That's all I'm saying. Because I can't stand New England. I can't stand them. They're cheaters. They're cheaters. You know what I'm saying? They're <laughs> cheaters. Um, you know, I, I have to respect. I mean, even though, you know, I'm not really a big Tom Brady fan, but I have to respect him. Okay? Because... He probably is, without a doubt, probably one of, one of, if not the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. He is a great quarterback. Dangerous, and he's been dangerous for 20 years. Last year was like not his best season, but he was still very good. Okay, not Tom terrific, but very good. So he was, he was, he was very good, and I still think that Tom can be an elite level quarterback. Um, I just, I just don't know if this system is going to be good for him, only because he does have a lot of weapons in Tampa Bay, OJ Howard, Chris Godwin, um, a lot of good receivers. But you know, Tom is a game manager. I don't know if he can win you the game anymore, um, and that's no, that's I mean, why I, I think that I don't know if I like that. Um... Randy, I mean, you know, when I when you say game manager, I think of Alex Smith. 
Okay. Who has a good name? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a game manager. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, maybe a Kirk Cousins game manager. Okay. I'm not, I mean, he, they're not in the same league as, as Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm still, you're, st- you're still afraid two minutes left on the clock, tie ball game, and Brady got the ball. You're still afraid. You are. I just, I really personally think that his drop off is going to be significant. And even in Tampa Bay, you're going to see a big drop in his production. Uh, that's just my personal opinion mm. on it. Um, but, you know, I'm interested to see what happens. I know he's, I know that Tom knew that he had to leave New England because he knew that in the AFC with the young quarterbacks out there with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, he knew that his road to the Super Bowl was blocked. Um, you know, yeah. he, I feel as though that, you know, he felt a little disrespected in New England. Um, so, you know, too, that yeah. they didn't just say, you know, I've done all of this for you and right. I need you to, you know, honestly, if I'm New England, I would have done anything it took to keep Tom in New England blue for the rest of his career. Sure. You know, but a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, you know, big time famous quarterbacks, we have Brett Favre did it, Joe Montana did it. A lot of them have gone to different teams later in their careers. And, you know, some have had some success and others haven't. But we'll see what happens with Brady going to the Bucks. One of the other big moves was we saw Philip Rivers left the Chargers and went over to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I mean, that, um, and I mean, Teddy Bridgewater. That's all right. I uh, went out to yeah. Carolina. Oh, 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 Bridgewater. Okay, but I mean, yeah, I mean, so, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it might make some difference. You know, I but. like that move. I again going back to Cam Newton real quick because I feel Cam Newton, you know, did get done dirty a little bit Absolutely. and I feel that you know there's no reason why he still shouldn't be in Carolina no I, I, I totally agree I mean I mean the things that he's done for that team um, you know he brought him you know he brought him some you know back to at least some relevance I mean you know they they were on a downward trend I mean at least my recollection of it they were on a downward trend after the whole Ray Carruth thing like they were they were like nobody was really talking about them and then when Cam came you know, he kind of brought them back to relevance, you know, and, um, you know, but the most things that was associated with Carolina Panthers before uh, Cam Newton was Ray Carruth and how he was hiding his ass in the trunk of a car. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and that's a, such a valid point. They brought him back to relevance and brought him back to a, a level of respect they didn't have before. Absolutely. So we'll see. I want to see him get an opportunity, like I said, to show that he still has it. You know, and there was a, a lot of other moves in the, nationally. Um, you had Emmanuel Sanders, you know, signed with the Saints. Melvin Gordon went to the Broncos. Um, the Tennessee signed Dick Be- Beasley. And Haha Clinton Dick, the safety, went to Dallas. Just amongst some of the moves that were made. You know, now more on the local, you know, talk, focus back down to my Eagles. Oh, I know that oh, not your biggest, <laughs> not your biggest oh, topic that you like to talk about. But talking with the Eagles... Um, one of the big moves I want to get into before I talk about who they did sign was when they let go of Malcolm Jenkins and they did not pick up his $7.9 million option, which I think the team is going to come to regret because I think that the leadership that he's provided for the team over the last six years was um, uncomparable to anybody else. Yeah, why did, they let, why did they let him go? I mean, I, I, just, I, brief, I, I mean, unfortunately, you have to understand that I'm not really... Like, I hear Eagles news, but I hear it and I don't really... Like listen to it or watch it, but I hear about it. But I wasn't really sure why did they let him go. I mean, because he I mean, he definitely was a voice 
in the locker room, and I think you need that, especially with half the team probably not trusting Carson Wentz. Well, well that's, yeah, that's, that's a very interesting point there. Um, and I do believe that, you know, the, right when it came down to it, the Eagles are trying to get younger and a lot of age on the roster. I still think that, you know, Malcolm Jenkins signed a four-year deal with the Saints, $32 million. I really believe that, uh, you know, it's only going to be two years or so, three years, they look to really get out of him, even though it's a four-year deal. And Jenkins still played at an extremely high level last year. He played 97% of the snaps last year on defense. Mm. You know, it? and to me, it's quite, it was a question mark letting him go. Also, Jason Peters, who has been a leader for years, is not coming back. So my question mark for the Eagles right now is where the leadership's going to come from. And a lot of that does fall on Carson Wentz. Um, but <laughs> moving yeah, to know. their... You know, we'll see. But moving to their to their move they did make, uh, the Eagles just had a big signing. They traded for safety Darius Slay, third-round pick and a fifth-round pick for Darius Slay, who is a shut-down secondary. And he's going to be huge for them. Mm. Okay. So... Um, one of the things that we needed to do, one of the things that how we needed to do this offseason, Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM, was he needed to find a way to address some of these issues. The Eagles also were able to sign a linebacker, Jatavius Brown, okay. and they were also able to sign safety Will Park. Okay. Did they so, sign? Did they sign a backup quarterback? Um, because well, it's just a, it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of time before. Um, you know, you know, Carson's, you know, unfortunately he, you know, he, he breaks like glass. So did you get a, like a, another quarterback for insurance? He, well, we have the, the backup quarterback we have is Nate Sutton, and that's who they're rolling with. And, who? Who? you know, for me personally, I wouldn't be surprised to see them bring in another veteran quarterback. I actually wouldn't mind seeing them sign a guy like Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that would be a good move. He's a local kid. That'd be a great he's not move. Not even a kid anymore, but he's a, he's a local guy, but you would have someone with some veteran leadership, right. you know, a guy that can kind of help write that ship. And I still think that, you know, Carson benefited. I mean, he talked about before about, you know, Josh McCown, you know, being the backup and how much he was a leader and how much he was able to show him, you know, kind of and steer him in a good direction. So I would like to see them address that and maybe get a, a veteran, you know, backup, um, you know, but we have a lot of moves that we, you know, we can make. One of the biggest things the Eagles have to do moving forward is in this draft they got to get some more weapons for Carson on the offensive side. They got to get him some receivers. You know, I'd like to see them with their first round pick and even their second round pick. I would like to see them take at least two receivers in this draft and, and address that. He right. needs to have somebody to throw the ball to. Right. I mean, because I mean, I mean, that's the thing. That's why I don't understand. Like, you got rid of leaders when you're already beefing. Like Alshon is isn't Alshon beefing? Ain't they beefing or something like oh, yeah. that? I, I thought I read something with Alshon is beefing and stuff like that. So why would you, you know, why would you, you know, get rid of your Alshon, leaders? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You can't, you know, that was one of the things. You know, Alshon really at this point is has been gone, thankfully. you got to get rid of him. Um, he's not going to be, you know, productive at all. And he's nothing but, you know, a trouble in the locker room. And, you know, from what I've seen, it, it's still up in the air, but, Carson has to prove to me that he can handle stressful situations and he can handle the pressure. Right, and that that unfortunately, I I mean he he listen he's a great early to mid towards the late season quarterback. Yeah, was, that, 
Okay. But other than that, I mean, nah. You know what I'm saying? He's, yeah, he's, you know what I'm saying? He, to me, he hasn't really shown, I mean, you know, I don't know. But again, I, I you know, I don't want to be, you know, known as the, just the eagle hater. I'm just talking facts, though. Like, so I think well, that. the fact is, too, that the, the fact is that before he got injured in 2017, he could have been the NFL MVP. Right, um, right, could have. You know, last could've. year he brought this team to, last year, last year he brought this team to the playoffs despite literally losing everybody on his offense. Um, yeah. So he has shown that he can do it. That's but true. That is true. I, I do agree that he still has more to show and he needs to show more. Um, you know, and, you know, I think that with that said, um, you know, I want to go and reach out to a very big Eagles fan. Sure. Uh, his name is Lee, a good friend of mine. We're going to get him on the phone and join us here on Let's Get It and get some insight and get his take on, obviously, a lot of the topics that we've been talking today, his impact on not having sports and focus more, too, on the Eagles, NFL free agency, what he would like to see them do. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's go to Lee right now, okay? We'll call him right now. You know, I do want to say that my father told me that I could have been the president of the United States, too. I just want to say. <laughs> oh, man. that got to love the Giants fans. Got to love the Giants fans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's get Lee on the line, okay? Absolutely. Hi, this is Lee. Yes, Lee, you're on with uh, Let's Get It. I think Randy Duncan's right there. Yes, how are you guys? I'm good, man. How are you too? I'm good, man. Welcome to Let's Get It. You're on with with myself, Randy Duncan, your host, and my producer, Jason Bryce. How are you making out, man? I know it's a tough time for everybody right now. I'm doing great. And uh, trying to keep spirits up during a tough time for everybody. But fortunately for me, uh, my family is all safe and healthy. Uh, my friends, as far as I know, are the same. Um, and to be honest, it uh, well, obviously, I, I my hopes and prayers go out to anybody who's been uh, medically affected by this. For me personally, it's been just an opportunity to slow down, shelter in place, and, and just take care of the things that I need to for my friends and family. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's kind of what I, you know, we all feel in the same way that it's kind of forced us all to slow down a little bit and, and kind of take a little inventory of what's important and what's not. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. But with that, yeah, but with that said, you know, let's get into, you know, one of the big things right now talking about NFL free agency. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on some national stuff and then more locally, you know, with, uh, with the Eagles and the moves that they made. But the one move nationally I want to get your thoughts on is Mr. Thomas Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what your thoughts on that move are? Well, I'll tell you what. I would have bet anything that Tom Brady was going back to New England. Um, I have a bunch of friends from the Boston area at work, and I've been talking to them nonstop about it. I thought for sure he was going back to the Patriots. I did, too. It really seems, it really seems to me that Bill Belichick was ready to go in a separate direction. The Patriots didn't want to commit to him long term. And I think Brady really means he wants to play till 45 or potentially even beyond. Uh, as far as the Bucks, at face value, it's an interesting pick. You, you wouldn't have expected uh, the Bucks to be a main player. But when you look at the Bucks roster, it's pretty interesting. Their, their offense is pretty explosive. You got Mike Evans and Godwin at receiver. Their line needs work. But I think you, you hear a lot of talk about free agents wanting to go there. So you got... Some, some pretty good linemen coming in. And one thing that uh, I heard somebody on the radio talk about the other day, 
the Bucks have lost last year seven games by one score or less. Winston, yeah, in those seven games, had 18 turnovers. You've got to assume Brady's going to play better than that. And if they win three or four of those games, are they a playoff contender? It's um, going to be an interesting team to watch. Right. It yeah. absolutely will. You know, one of the things that I had mentioned earlier and I, when I was brought up the, the move of Tom Brady through the Bucks is I do think you're going to see a deterioration, though, from Tom Brady. I just think he's getting there. I know he still has it, but he's not the Tom Terrific that we once known. That's my personal opinion. Uh, you can differ, but I want to see your thoughts on that. I mean, he's 43 years old. So there's obviously some amount of, of step back that he's going to have. And last year, his numbers definitely would suggest he slowed down a bit. That said, that offense was a joke last year. Um, once Gronkowski officially retired, as another player I thought was going to come back and didn't, once he officially retired, it was Edelman and really nobody. I mean, they traded for Sanu in the middle of the season, and he he was basically the best option they had outside of Edelman on that team. They really just had nothing for Brady to work with. Um, I think you put him in a new situation. He seems hungry to show people he's still got something. I agree with you. He probably still has taken a step back, but he's such a drastic improvement over Jameis Winston. I think he, the, the Bucks could be a, a legit team in that division. And I mean, if I that could add, going to be fun to watch. A lot I, of moves. If I could add just a, a, a smidge in this, I think that um, you know, I think weather plays a part too. Do you guys agree with that? I mean, because you now you, you're Absolutely. up there in, in New England. Is, I mean, and everybody that, you know, you said you've known people in the Boston area. So you know that that, that cold is a different level of cold up there. Um, mm-hmm. So now, now you're going from... They can actually from, have a huge impact. So now you're going to yeah. sunny Florida where, you know, you, your, your body gets to rejuvenate a little bit. Um, your bones are not as achy and, you know, you know, you get to heal and recover a little better. So I, I actually expect him to be a little more springy. Um, you know, once the uh, season starts. You know, I haven't thought really about that. Is. Sorry, I haven't thought about that. I love the word springy, and I think that's a great point. I think uh, I mean, he did perform well in the cold, and I think he still will, but sure. having that Florida weather to, to ease your falls and ease the sacks should certainly help him a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jay. You bring up a very good point there, how the weather could, you know, bring back a little bit of that liveliness and that spring, like you said. Um Real quick, before we go to the Eagles talk, because I know that's the main focus and I know is near and dear to you, Lee. Um, what's your thoughts? Go Birds! What the... Yeah, go Birds. Uh, you know, you do know that my that Jay here, my producer, is a Giants fan. I did not know that. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all good, though. Jay, what happened to you? You get, you get abused as a child? Was it uh, tough for you? Yeah, how how no. do you become a Giants fan? Well, I mean, well, I mean you, you know, you, you decide, hey, what do I want to do? I can, I can either... Uh, follow the Eagles, who you know before um, recently hadn't won a Super Bowl since World War Two, or you could. You Sorry, know, the question's a little fuzzy here. <laughs> <laughs> or you could you could be with champions that we you know that we are, but it's all good though. It's all good. I mean, I, again, I, I will give him I will give him credit. He is a New Yorker, so it, there is a foundation <laughs> there. Um, I, but, I have no uh, doubt. I'm in the New York area now. I'm surrounded by Giants fans all the time. Oh, okay. uh, it's a great fan base. It's a lot in common with the Philadelphia area, but obviously Philly is better. Sure. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So real quick though, and um, my what I want to get your thoughts on real quick is Cam Newton's probably going to be a free agent. What do you think about him going to replace Brady in New England? That's I've heard a lot of talk about that. I've been having conversations with a friend of mine. From a talent perspective, Cam Newton is unbelievable. I mean, he, he's loaded with talent and potential. 
The challenge is outside of the one year in 2015, I think, when they went to the Super Bowl, he's largely been a mediocre quarterback. That 2015 year, he was outstanding. The defense was top in the league. But outside of that, turnovers are a huge, huge problem for him. Um, And Bill Belichick does not like turnovers. He, He benches guys pretty quickly for it. Uh, the Patriots just brought in Brian Hoyer. Um, can't imagine he's their planet starter, but they've had him. I think this is now his third trip to New England. There's got to be is. something third there. He's, he's got a shot to, to start there. Um, from my perspective, if Cam Newton's going to resurrect his career anywhere, go do it with Bill Belichick. If I'm Cam, I want to get there yesterday. Um, we'll see if Bill Belichick's interested, though. Absolutely. So now moving on to our to our Eagles moves, and Eagles have made a slew of moves recently. Um, the biggest acquisition, obviously, being Darius Slay, was really I love, it. I love it too, and that was a need that had to be made. Um, you know, I love it—a third round pick and a fifth round pick, which is unbelievable. Because I honestly, I thought that you know the Lions could have asked for easily a late round first, at least a second round pick for him. So I think Howard did a great job there. I liked this. The guarantee, the, the thirty million guarantee in his contract, not bad at all. And he's what we need. We need a guy who can go out there and shut down, you know, top receivers. I completely agree. To me, I look at the trade value. A third and a fifth is pretty fair because you're going to have to sign him. And so he was. Never, I don't think he was ever going to get that much. If he had three years left in his deal, the Lions would never have traded him. But if he had three years left in his deal, then he probably would have been a first rounder uh, because you had to get. The contract done, that's that's why the value slipped a little bit, in my opinion. The money is a lot, but like you said, this is exactly what you needed. I've looked at Slay for the last couple of years and have always been a fan of his. Um, the nice thing is, while you did give up a lot, this is a guy Jim Schwartz drafted. This is a guy Jim Schwartz has used effectively. Uh, this is a guy who got a lot out of Darius Slay. So to me, the Eagles have swung and missed on a slew of corners we could name from now until next Tuesday. But this one, to me, I mean, he looks as, as surefire and good as you could get in this position. Let's hope he's not another Nambi Asamoah. So, that's I don't think know. he's another Nambi Asamoah. That's a guy, I think Nambi's biggest issue, when he was in Oakland, he was, albeit a, a decent defender, but he was the best defender on a horrible defense. So teams avoided him because they could pick apart anybody else. We then brought him to Philly and put him in a defense that didn't suit his skill set. So that completely set him up for failure. Darius Slay, on the other hand, Jim Schwartz knows his skill set and used him effectively. He also has been attacked more than any other corner and performed better than any other corner during his time in the NFL. So to me, I will take my chances with that. Obviously, it could blow up and be a mistake. I think the pods of that are low. I love this move. Mm. I do too, and... I love how he's already bought into Philly. I, I just saw where he posted that he's going to wear 24 in honor of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I saw that too. It's cool. You know, which, which is awesome. So, you know, there's a couple of the other moves. And, I'm, again, you know, with the Eagles signing um, Javon Hargrove, defensive tackle, Jatavius Brown, the linebacker, is a huge, a huge signing. And I'm a, build, a big fan of the Will Park signing, the safety, too. Um, I, I think all three of those moves are huge right now. I look at Parks and Brown Moore's depth moves that – can be impactful in free agency, or excuse me, in uh, special teams, can can play a little bit depth on defense. I don't think they're going to have as huge a role on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the Hargrave move, though, is interesting. 
Uh, Schefter was on um, a show the other day and was talking about how multiple GMs all said Hargrave was the target they wanted and the Eagles stole him from. So to me, this is a guy that was in high demand in the league. He really could be a difference maker for our defense. It's just going to be interesting to see how you work three true defensive tackles in. Cox is obviously going to be there all the time. Um, but then you've got uh, Malik Jackson and now you got Hargrave. One of them's going to slide to the outside. I just don't know which on passing plays. But you've got a lot of talent at that defensive tackle position, arguably more than anybody else in the league. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, even though with all the signings, you know, that we did we did uh, make one, one signing or therefore, you know, choose to not pick up an option with Malcolm Jenkins. And uh, personally, I understand that he was set to make $7.9 million, which is a big hit for the team. I'm still not a fan of the fact that they let him go. I think he was such a heart and soul of the team, and I think his absence is going to be felt significantly on defense. I um, I tend to agree with that to some extent. Um, here's the thing. I, I do think Jenkins has slipped a little bit uh, in terms of his play on the field, and I think he has – while he still can play safety, he is more of a, uh, a run safety who can – cover the run and is okay against the pass. He's acts almost more as a linebacker at times than a safety. Yeah. That said, his leadership on the field is going to be sorely missed. Yeah. Um, and if you, I don't know if you saw it, he put out a letter either yesterday or the day before. It was like a 20-page long letter to the fans of Philadelphia and all this stuff talking about how leadership is important to him and, and had this chip on his shoulder that he has all the time. He's just, he, he, he's the closest thing to Brian Dawkins the city has been since Brian Dawkins. Um, Absolutely. From a leadership it was a, perspective. It was that a said, article. Oh, you did see it. Good. Yeah, it was, it was outstanding. So, so with that, that said, said, I'm going to finish up your thought there. I think it was time to move on from Jenkins. I was surprised by how little he got. Um, he only got about $8.5 million, which I might have considered keeping him at that rate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the area I think we messed up on, though, while Jalen Mills, I think, if he's going to be successful anywhere, it's going to be safety. You signed him to $4 million. Haha Clinton Dix got $4 million from the Cowboys. Oh, I know. How I he's not the main target you're looking at there, I just don't get it. He, he As much as I would have liked to keep Jenkins, Haha was my number one pick all along. Heck, I think we blew the draft and we didn't take him. The, uh, what's it called? The Saints or Packers, excuse me, got him just before we did. But that was the guy I wanted to draft. At $4 million, I think he would be a great safety this year for the Eagles. He, he, absolutely, he absolutely would have. And, uh, you know, again, we've you know, had questions of, you know, what, how he's doing. I mean, the move that he's just made has made things a little better. But we talk about since the 2017 season, a lot of his moves have been questionable. Um, with that said, um, what would you like to see? And, uh, you know, the Eagles have, you know, eight picks in the draft. Um, well, well, if I, me personally... I think they need to focus on helping Carson and getting him him some weapons. I think that you know we need to figure out a way to get one of the top receivers in the draft, uh, whether it's trading up. But we have to go get a guy that can be an impactful receiver immediately. Uh, I mean, I think that if I, I mean, if I may interject, Lee, for one second, sure, I, th- I think I think that you probably need to you know, and I like to have a little more dialogue about. I mean, you know, the the Malcolm Jenkins thing. I think I think you guys are going to miss the leadership. But now I'm thinking that I'm hearing about these different needs, but then I don't hear about like the backup for Carson or maybe even 
um, something for Alshon or some receiving or whatever. Maybe that, you know, I, I do I do know we got to go to commercial break real quick. But um, when we come back on that, can we, you know, can we, you know, I, I want to kind of hear some insight about that because Carson seems to be like glass sometimes. I, I, I don't, you know, and again, this is just my observation, you know what I mean? So I'm wondering how do we kind of protect that a little bit? Um, as far as, you know, the Eagles fan and the Eagles uh, organization. But let's go to commercial break real quick. And, um, and then Absolutely. when we come back, we'll we come back. Absolutely, definitely. I'll talk to you guys after break. All, All right. right. You're listening to Let's Get It. We'll be back right after this. Hello, everyone. My name is Asa Allen. I am the creative writer and executive producer of the new and exciting web series, Landlord and Tenant Wars. This series is full of drama and controversy as we shed light on the challenging issues landlords face when dealing with difficult tenants. Please tune in on YouTube on the Landlord and Tenant Wars channel. All right, welcome back to Let's Get It. I'm your host, Randy Duckin, along with my producer, Jason Bright. Uh, we got Lee on the line, who's been joining us for a little bit of Eagles talk, um, getting into the free agency and getting into some of the national news with Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. Um, you know, one thing I want to talk about, you know, Lee, real quick, is wrapping up the Eagles talk. Again, we talked about getting Carson some support as far as getting a receiver. Um, and that needs to be the main address, if you ask me. I would like to see us actually draft even two receivers um, to get him some, some help. I agree with you. To me, uh, receiver is probably the most pressing need, although I think this team does have a lot of holes. We've filled some on the defensive side of the ball. I still think left guard is a, is a position of concern. Left tackle, obviously, we're going to see what Dillard has, but you probably want to get a free agent uh, to back him up. Out of the draft, though, I agree. This is the deepest wide receiver draft since the uh, Odell Beckham draft years ago. Uh, you got to go out and get receivers heavy in the draft, and I would not be opposed to them getting two, but I think that first-round pick has to be a wide receiver, potentially even move up to get one of the guys that you're seeing a run of wide receivers early. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, let's just go get it. And one of the other things, uh, when it comes to the free agency and helping out Carson, I still would like to see them go and sign another quarterback because I don't know what we have in Nate Sudfeld. The name that I thought that I'd what, like to what, is, what is his name? What What is this backup quarterback's name? <laughs> Nate, Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld? Sub-feld? Yeah, Sudfeld. Yep. Oh. Man, he sounds he sounds garbage. I don't. I'm just being. I don't. I don't. I don't really know him, but he sounds garbage. I don't know. Well, um, I we, don't really disagree with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, and uh, we have not really gotten a chance to see him too much. One of the names that's out there that I would like to see, and I think would be a good idea for leadership purposes too, would be a Joe Flacco. Yes, I like that. That name's been thrown around a lot, and I do like Joe Flacco a lot. I just question what he has left. To me, that's the, the prototype of what you're looking for, an older mm-hmm. guy who mm-hmm. who could step in and, and lead the team when needed. But I just don't know if Joe Flacco is the right guy. He's uh, he's he's really shown not to have a lot left over the last couple of years. I didn't no, realize, that, I didn't, I didn't realize that he was that old. I didn't realize that he was an older guy. He, I mean, because he really is. He's yeah, like he's 38, I 38, think. 39. Right, right, right. Yeah, Flacco is approaching 40. Wow. So, and you know, even when he was had his time in Baltimore, I mean, he never was a guy who, I mean, he can make some good throws, but, you know, he was a guy who relied on having a strong defense. And so, 
if you bring him here, it's going to be more of a leadership purpose. I mean, kind of like when you brought in Josh McCown. Granted, McCown did great for us when he played. I think it was more of a leadership purposes. Um, so we'll see, though, what happens with the Eagles moving forward. Uh, you know, I hope that we get a chance to see football sooner rather than later. Um, my thought personally is that football is the sport that after this all passes, we can see starting on time. I don't see the other sports, you know, starting again myself um, anytime soon. So that's why I think when people hear about free agency and hear about football, it gives them a little bit of hope because we can actually foresee that's maybe happening. Um, I Lee, tend to agree I with you. you go, before I let you go, Lee, I want to, um, you know, I thought I said, Jay, that we we're going to get into this a little bit here in the last segment of the show. Um, you know, talking a little bit, it's kind of going to the back burner now with basketball. Um, one of the issues all year has been Brett Brown, and is he the right coach for the for the Sixers? And, you know, as the season was going, it had not been nearly the success in which we were hoping for. Um, obviously, there were some injuries, key injuries with Ben Simmons and Bees missed games, but the Sixers' lack of ability to win on the road um, has been finger-pointed back to Brett Brown and poor game planning. Um, obviously, there's some, there's some other things that have gone on. You know, Al Warford has not exactly worked out the way it did. Before the stoppage in play, he was starting to find his role and maybe be able to produce more than he was before. But with that said, if the Sixers do not finish out this season, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen, where's your thoughts on bringing Brett Brown back for another season with this team? In my opinion, uh, we've had Brett Brown here now for seven years. Set it up, Lee. Set it up, Lee. I think we know what Brett Brown is. Exactly. To me, the way he saved his job, I mean, if it were up to me, he'd be fired already. He'd I recognize gone. even if the league were still operating right now, it would be crazy to fire a coach this late in the season. I would have done it. I think he's that detrimental yes, to this roster. Me too. That said... Brett Brown, in order for me, in my opinion, to keep his job, he had to at least get to the finals and have a good showing in the finals, if not win the finals. The, is that He's Eastern, never going to have that opportunity. Is that the Eastern Conference so, uh, Finals? or No, NBA Finals. NBA Finals. NBA okay. finals. okay. Yeah, I was gonna, I wanted you, in order I wanted to save you, his Jay, job. Jay, I wanted you to give me your input, because that's the one thing we can all agree on. Jay is a huge Sixers fan. So, Love it. Um, you know, let's, I know, Jay, that you, you have to feel a little differently about Brett Brown. Uh, no, I don't. What do you mean? I know I don't feel that differently about Brett Brown. No, um, Brett Brown should have been gone. Um, how long I've been calling for Brett Brown? I mean, back back in the day when we were like cubbies, you know, what I'm saying like I've been. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, I've been. I because yeah. because you you could tell. I mean, from somebody that played basketball, you could tell. Um, coaching really matters. You know when when. You know, playoffs matter when the crunch time comes and you can see about how they run different schemes and how you attack the other coach and how you attack that weaknesses. And I think Brett Brown was brought here to manage the storm for the process. He was the sacrificial lamb. I don't think that he was the one to get us over the hump. So, like, people are getting on Al Horford. And I'll admit, Al Horford has played horrible. But I believe he was playing well before he got a did he, he he had like a little small little setback or injury or something like that I thought, but he may not have. But they they were playing good ball right before um, Josh Richardson really kind of went down. So he's been kind of in and out of the lineup. He's key to what they do. Brett Brown is nothing but dribble handoffs, and he needs offensive um, shooting and, and you know, spreading and space. And we just don't have the shooters. So you know what I'm saying I don't think that. Brett Brown is Elton Brand's first choice of a coach. 
because they would not be at such a disconnect on some roster moves because why would you... Like, I do like the Al Horford signing because you needed something to shore up Embiid. Embiid always looks like he's uh, a one play from being out for the season, okay? So you needed somebody... That you know, falls harder than anyone. Right. So, you, you know, you, you needed somebody that was, you know, that could shore that middle up. But with that, you got rid of your shooting. And that's Look Brett it. Brown's thing. Like, his offense, he doesn't know anything else. And that's the thing. You know, you, you recently heard, actually, you know what? You know, it's an interesting point. You recently heard Jimmy Butler talking about he didn't know who the fuck was in charge. So when somebody talks like that, that means he didn't have confidence in a coach because he didn't really know what the hell he was doing. Maybe it got a little too much for him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, sometimes coaches have to be able to adjust on the fly and adjust from your scheme. Brett Brown always wants to constantly play that same, you know, dribble handoff, spread an offense, and be shooting threes, you know. And when it works, it looks beautiful. But when it doesn't work, it's a problem. There's a lot of talent on that Sixers roster. No I matter how so. bad your scheme is, yes. talent is eventually, is, is at times, going to win out. Sure. But he's not, he's, he's hindering the talent. He's yes. not maximizing it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely true. And, um, you know, so... Yes or no, does Brett Brown come back for next season? I, th- I, th- I say no. I don't want him to Jay? come back. I don't want him to come back, but I think he does come back, and I'm going to tell you why. He comes back because of what's going on right now. It's corona. Corona is taking over everything, okay? So if you fire him, it just would, it just would not be a good look. I think public relations-wise, it wouldn't be a good look. To get fired during that is a, to Corona, you know what I'm saying? That's a valid thought. Yeah, that's a valid thought. I, I hadn't thought about it like that. I actually thought about it more from the perspective of what you're talking about before. Elton Brand built this team a certain way, and Brett Brown is not coaching it that way. I don't sure. know how you don't lose your mind if you're Elton Brand. Uh, sure. If you're Elton Brand, sure, absolutely. Um, so, to me, I think that's why he could be gone. But you're right. If Corona stems through uh, the offseason and everything like that, it's going to be tough to move yeah. on from somebody. I think I think he does come back. Wrong. I think he does come back, but I do think he gets fired early on. Okay, because... Well, yeah, I, think they, I think they will give him a chance to do that also. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Lee, uh, we appreciate you you know, joining us tonight on Let's Get It. Loved your insight, loved your views on the Sixers talk and on the Eagles take, and uh, would love to have you back on again in the future to give us a little bit of insight and thoughts. Hopefully, maybe we get a little baseball season going in because I know that's you and I's passion right there. I would love to see some baseball. I love what you guys are doing with the show. Thank you for having me. It was a great time, and I'm um, looking forward to listening in and calling in anytime I can. All right, man. Thank you very much. All right, Lee. Talk to you later, bro. Have a great day, guys. Be safe. Stay All happy. Right. All right, you too. Thanks, man. You too. Bye-bye. All yeah, right. bro. That was a great okay, call, yeah, man. We, Another uh, great call. Another great call. Like I said, Lee is very insightful into his knowledge on, you know, not just national topics, but local topics and brings up some good points. Um, I know that, you know, we can be, be done talking your ear off about them down in Sheagles. You know. <laughs> the Sheagles. Yes, the Sheagles. <laughs> yeah. So, That's all good, though. Uh, you know, but again, you know, we, uh, you know, it's important, like I said, to talk about, you know, sports and life and strength of normalcy in this time period. Um, you know, I want to just go back, like you said, you made a very good point, as Mike Lee said, about Brett Brown coming back because of the fact that it would not be the 
socially appropriate in the public eye, it'd be awful to say, I'm not bringing you back when, you know, I think everyone would just be happy to finally have sports back. So to say, oh, you know, the season's over, but we're not coming back with you would be very difficult to, to do. And I don't think the Sixers fan base would be that upset by it, but I don't think they're going to do that to them like you said. No, nah, I think I think it's just it, it just would be poor timing. It just would be poor timing because right now it's it's more than about winning. That's why I don't think there's going to be any um, playoffs. I think it's they're going to cancel it um, unless they're going to make it during the summer, or whatever. Which I doubt it though, because then if you make it during the summer, they're going to have to push back the start of the regular season. I think it's done. I think it's done. Um, and unless they're going to do some type of round robin tournament, which I even think that that's not even going to be fair. So I think they will eventually move to cancel the whole thing, and now bringing him back, you just have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like to, you know, I would be very surprised, um, you know, if he gets fired. I I, I would be very surprised. You know, uh, maybe some other coaches, um, you know, and off the top of my head, I don't really know who, as of yet. But you know, some other coaches, I could see them getting fired, um, but. Not at the height of Corona because it's just so many. It's just a, it's bigger than sports right now. Even though we missed the sports, and like Brown was saying, like we missed the um, Brown with an E. <laughs> Even though we missed the sports, <laughs> yes. um, you know. But there's so much other bigger things that's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? So I think you know now you combine that with oh well, you know Elton Elton Brand was the first one to fire a coach after Corona. Like that's not a good look for his legacy. You know what I'm saying? It's not, and um, I, I think that you made a very good point too. That you know, at this point, you just have to move in the direction of probably canceling the season, um, any type of round robin tournament or anything like that. I don't think makes any sense for this league. Uh, and another part too is because you know you want to see the league finish it out, but you know we shall see. Again, it's an impact of you know what we're dealing with in, in a new world and a new change, you know, environment for us all. Right, absolutely. You know, so we just gotta hold you know. on, bro. That's all. What, what's your hashtag? Do your part. Do your part. I like that, bro. I like that. From now on, matter of fact, we asking. We should ask all the callers, all the callers that we call, and even all the listeners that that eventually listen. Um, yo, you know what? Um, you could do hashtag Corona twenty twenty, and then after that, hashtag Do your part. Stay home. Stop the spread. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you just have to. And, um, you know, with that said, you know, I want to just go back a little bit over, you know, some of the stuff that we had talked about today, um, you know, before we wrap up the show here. Another great show. Sure. You know, we had some great, great callers, great Absolutely. points, got perspectives. Of, and I love the fact that we've been able to get the perspective of a lot of different callers and a lot of different, you know, people in different areas. You, know, you have your New York fans, you got your Philly fans, and it just, it wasn't made for a great great conversation right i think um, i think next time we you know um and i'm gonna let you finish i apologize but you know um you know next time we'll i even got some we got some people out in houston that listen to the show and they've been you know excited about it. and they're, they're actually you know they're devastated by what's going on out there with the corona as well so we just gotta you know keep pushing on and 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 you know i'll be i'll be honest with you shout out to you know shout out to um to you you know what i'm saying let matter of fact let's get let's get randy duck and our host a, a, a round of applause a round of applause for randy duck round of applause <laughs> and we I shout you and that. we shout you out because you know what listen a lot of people know i mean we normally do the show you're in studio right now we're not we're every, everybody's remotely Everybody's quarantined, so you know we're still trying to bring that product to you. So, huge shout out to you as well, though. 
I appreciate that. And again, you know, this show would be nothing without my producer, Jason Bryce, who has taken the time to, you know, get this out there, get us off the ground and running. And again, I appreciate that. Um, and we're going to be out there. You know, we on the SoundCloud. You can listen to us on that. Mm-hmm. Um, coming to you know, Apple, too. Again, no, coming I to Apple, too, by the way. Just so I want to let you know. To uh, we're coming to Apple, too, by the, by the middle of the week, actually. Apple Podcasting. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, man. Again, I appreciate all you do as we try to get up off the ground. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, this was, a, again, this was an idea that we had for a long time. So the fact that it's, you know, been developing and getting a lot of followers, uh, you know, it, it, it's exciting. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I uh, I really do, like I said, I wanted to continue the show, even though we are doing it remotely. And again, thank you uh, for that shout out. Because mm-hmm. you, you want to do things that make you feel normal and talking sports, talking about life, even just because of the fact that, you know, we're all not, really interacting with many people, you know, hearing other voices, talking to other people, it makes us feel good. It boosts our morale. Sure. Um, you know, so absolutely. Uh, I appreciate that. And, you know, the way it looks, we're going to be doing remote shows for the uh, foreseeable future, but we're going to make this work and we're going to keep pushing forward. Absolutely. Um, with that said, again, you know, just want to, you know, get my last thoughts here. My final thought is just, you know, when it comes to sports, obviously, and, you know, some of the, the, different moves and stuff that's going on. Um, this is going a little bit away from the talk, and I don't want to be negative, but to me also, we need to just focus everything on getting our country back to normal, getting our lives back to normal. Um, as much as I love this sports talk, you know, that's what I want people to take home from this episode is the hashtag do your part. You know, and I want everyone to realize that as much as Sports can be a great distraction for us. You know, right now, we can't get back to the life of sports that we know until we do our part to get ourselves back. And we need to stop, not distance yourself. You know, help one another out when you can. Uh, again, you know, when I say not distance yourself, it means, you know, don't be selfish in this time. I don't want you to be selfish. I don't want me to be selfish. And the only way we're going to get through this is together. And that's, that's the message that I want people to, to take home today with this episode is again, hashtag do your part. And that's, that's my feelings, Jay, Absolutely. on where we're at right now. Absolutely. Do your part. Hashtag do your part. That's it right there, bro. That's it. Nothing else to say. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and uh, and with that said, again, you know, we had covered a lot of great topics in regards to, you know, the NFL free agency, obviously the increase in the NBA players that have had been exposed and uh, talk a little Brett Brown tonight. And, you know, the Sixers take on that. Um, next week, we'll actually have another great show for you. You know, we're going to t- cover some more topics, have some more great callers for you with their views and opinions. Hopefully, we're in a better state next week than we are today. Just got to send us thoughts and prayers up. And again, hashtag do your part for Let's Get It. My producer, Jason Bryce. I'm your host, Randy Duckin. Appreciate you listening to Let's Get It. And you guys uh, all have a good night. All right, all right.